Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Tour Report from Secret Golf. Well, Viva Las Vegas. We love this stop on the PGA Tour. It's a real staple of the schedule and one that the guys look forward to playing. We look forward to handicapping as well. The Shriners Children's Open at TPC Summerlin. Elk, um, from your days on tour, I've heard them directly from you. There's always great stories when you guys hit Sin City. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, this tournament, as you see behind you there, TPC Sumberland, it's up into the foothills of Vegas, maybe 10 miles off the strip. But back in my day, Diane, we used to play right in the middle of the strip. We played at the Desert Inn and the Las Vegas Country Club and even the Tropicana. We, you could literally walk out of the back of the casino and go to the golf tournament. It was, uh, you know, what a time to be alive it was in the 80s in Vegas, Diane, when some of the legends were still playing, uh, Frank Sinatra and all these guys – you know, on the strip, we've heard stories on this very show from Fuzzy Zella when he when he was playing in Vegas and won the tournament. Hey, funny that you mentioned Fuzzy as well, because he won this tournament. I mean, it's had various names, obviously, but uh, the very first iteration in 1983. And the course that we're talking about this week, TPC Summerlin, which has hosted the tournament for a long time now. Fuzzy was actually brought in to help with, you know, the renovations and the design of the course. So, um, and he's been on this show a lot before to tell us some good Vegas stories. (laughs) Yeah, there's been some great champions. And, you know, when I think of the Vegas tournament, I, I you know, I, there's been so many highlights on this. I remember Jonathan Bird holding, uh, having a hole-in-one, walk-off hole-in-one on the 17th hole in the playoff of this tournament. Uh, i got to say, Diane, we're going to miss a lot of star players and everyone on the tour is talking about the live and, and what all these guys that left to go to live and they didn't, they didn't really need those guys. They didn't have good personalities or not, but, I'm looking at a lot of guys that played in Vegas, Diane, that played really well. We're talking about Matthew Wolf and Abraham Anser and Brooks Kepka, uh, Joaquin Neiman, yeah, uh, Patrick Reed, 
Bryson DeChambeau on this very show, we were talking about him, I think a year ago, how he destroyed some of these holes at Vegas, these par five. So it is a big shock and it has changed the way we think about our handicapping, Diane. Of course, this this whole show was became famous because of your pick in 2020 when you picked Martin Laird, who'd been sitting on the bench for a year and you somehow conjured up some thinking of some magical stat where he was, he putted really well in Vegas and on flat greens and he'd been, had a, I think a bad knee or elbow and all he's been able to do is putt. So he's practicing putting. And then you called it in 2020 when Martin Laird came out of the blue and won this Vegas tournament. I think he's won it before. So you knew he played well on this course. And he lost in that playoff when Jonathan Bird made the ace as well. So he had great course history and yeah, it was a knee injury. So his putting had been like kind of the downfall of his game round about then. And he'd been working so hard on his putting because it's all he could do. And we had that little bit of inside knowledge and we ran with it. And then he was in a playoff with Matt Wolf and Austin Cook and he prevailed at 250 to one. It's still the absolute highlight of our, <laughs> our our show one of my golf handicapping career um, and p- the amount of people that still mention that to me is amazing so I think we made a lot of people a lot of money that weekend which was fantastic but um, yeah there's there's been a whole host of winners of this tournament um, and Sanjay M won last year he shot final round 62 and won by four shots just um, incredible play he really dominated but you know we talk about um, Martin Laird who's had success here twice before Rod Pampling your fellow Australian he went out and won this tournament really not too long ago Bryson DeChambeau Patrick Cantley, who we're going to talk about because he absolutely loves it here and uh, the results show that. But a real variety of winners and a real variety of experience and guys really going out there and getting their first win. And I forgot to mention Kevin Na, of course, who's on the live now, who won this tournament, I think, a couple of times or he's been right there almost every time he plays it. Yeah, this this tournament... Um, gives up so many low scores, Diane, but you've really kind of got to hit the ball straight. There's there's sort of trees everywhere, and if you if you get in the rough and you start missing greens, you can't chip the ball very well, you're going to miss the cut because the cut at Vegas is four, five, six under par sometimes. In the 20s is going to win this tournament, but it's not entirely a pushover. So when you start to handicap it, you start to break it down, we are looking for guys that hit a lot of greens in reg, my my little group of uh, my picks this week are littered with greens and red guys. I'm also taking in a little bit of consideration, Diane, people that play well on this course, although this tournament gives up the most, almost the most first-time winners of anywhere on tour. So eclectic bunch, just like Vegas is, Diane, we're going to roll <laughs> the dice as we always do here. Um, You're right with the greens and reg stats. I've been looking back at the kind of model to win here. And Sanjay M last year, I mean, he was number one, uh, T to green, number one, greens and regulation. Um, The fairways are are pretty wide and generous, pretty large greens as well. Um, Remember being in Vegas, we have the elevation factor. So a lot of these shorter hitters aren't really at much of a disadvantage because the ball is going to travel further. Um, I had a little look as well. It's quite interesting that um, the guys in the morning wave tend to score better because with it being Vegas, the winds pick up in the afternoon. Those greens really firm up as well. But um, definitely one of the easiest courses that the guys play on the PG 
PGA Tour schedule. But if you miss the greens, it's one of the most difficult that they play when it comes to getting up and down. Yeah, and the reason that you have trouble getting up and down, all the tour players know that 20 something under is going to win. What is that? Four or five under a day. So we all, what do we do? I say we, I used to think the same way. We, we try to hit at every pin, Diane. So sometimes you finish terrible spots if you just miss the greens in Vegas over little bumps like I'm looking behind you there. Mm-hmm. There's some water on this golf course. Um, mainly it's narrow in places. There is some out of bounds. You can, you know, there's some of that. There's some desert action out there where you can hit the ball in amongst the cactus and rocks and all that. So it's an interesting little course, but the scores, of course, will be low. I looked at the weather. There's no more than eight miles an hour all week, so that shouldn't play too much of it. We do also, we're in the third event of the season. We have some guys that are hot right now, Diane, some young guys sort of dominating this the scene right now. We saw a playoff yesterday with a couple of young uh, players, one Canadian. I know your board has some maybe some Canadian flag on it this year. Um but I'm also picking some guys that have a little bit of story behind it, a little bit of maybe home, home court advantage, a uh, little bit of maybe making a comeback. Oh, okay. I may know who you're talking about when you mention that, but um, right, we're going to dive into our picks because we are going to give outright favorites, ones to watch, and then dark horses. And you know we love the dark horse when it comes to the Vegas tournament. I want to mention Patrick Cantley right away because he's the, the definite favorite this week. He's only plus 750. That's the highest I found him on any of the odds boards. But he won this tournament in 2017, finished runner-up in 18 and 19, and then T8 in 2020. So Patrick Cantley absolutely loves this course. He's in great form, obviously, just coming off the winning President's Cup team. It's kind of difficult to overlook him, but the odds are so short it's one of those things like do you do you add them on there um is it a sure bet are you going to make a lot of money off that but yeah patrick cantley definitely the favorite at plus 750 this week i'm not taking him as my outright favorite are you i am not either although when the tour now is going to add i think a dozen elevated events where these events are going to go up to 20 million and it's going to attract all these star players like patrick cantley to come in to play their event but guys like Patrick Cantley make a ton of their money at, at a tournament like this one. You just noted it. He has absolutely been a cash register at this tournament. And we're going to see some of that as a tourist. Not all lost, Diane, if you're not an elevated event, meaning that you're not going to a $20 million event. There's still some action uh, <clears throat> on some of these other events. Mm-hmm. When I thought about the President's Cup, Diane, I said, who had something to gain from the President's Cup from the international side? And that has to be the young Tom Kim coming out of, uh, you know, one at Greensboro, and then we just exploded his personality onto the scene at the President's Cup. Even though we weren't victorious at all, he had some, he had some, he won some points, but his personality was coming through Diane, and this will be sort of his, you know, first event after mm-hmm. the President's Cup, after he won at Greensboro, and now that everyone kind of knows him. He's not my pick either, but I expect Tom Kim to play well. My pick uh, this week is a young man that he made to the tour, tour championship. I went down the list and looked at all the stats for the whole year. And on this very show, I said, this guy back in my day would have been the best striker. We used to have a category of who is the best 
best hitter of the ball from tee to green and chipping, those streaks combined. And some JM was the top of the top 30 by a mile. He won this tournament last year. Do you know that he had 25 chip-ins last year, <clears throat> which is six better than the tour average? I mean, the guy can really chip. Yeah. And um, I, I knew that I heard that stat at the President's Cup. And then I was watching him play against Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas and, and uh, some JM was chipping and those guys had their eyes on him because <laughs> whenever you're playing with someone that's excellent at one part of their game, you're looking very closely. But some JM will have gotten some confidence, Diane, from the President's Cup. He's the defending champion. He will play good again in Vegas. He hits the ball the straightest, hits the most green. So I'm sort of banking on that this week. Um, here's a I've got a cool fact about Sung JM as well which um, is a it'll be a good little Vegas stat when you're looking at your bets but he won his first event on the PGA Tour in his 50th start and his second event which was the Shriners last year was his 100th start so I, you know I love a pattern I love a little bit of fate so <laughs> I know you do that was cool for him I um, had to check with you to see if his wife was pregnant otherwise then, then <laughs> that would have been locked right like um, Sung JM 16 to 1 so definitely a favourite to defend and we saw Max Homa successfully defend his title at the Fortinet just a couple of weeks ago so Sung JM and I think he'll play well here too he's not my pick but he'll play well too he's, he's gone to another level I think Honma is going to be someone to reckon with this year on tour because he doesn't have a great track record at this tournament but as you say he's a different player now and um, we've really seen that over the last year with him so my outright favorite this week is 40 to 1 and I'm going with well 40 to 1 I think the odds are are going to drop quickly on him so if you can find him at high odds take him ASAP Taylor Montgomery. Now, I have picked Taylor Montgomery for the first two events of this PGA Tour season. He's a rookie coming off the Corn Ferry Tour. He's had two top 10 finishes in those two events, third at the Fortinet, and then we just saw him finish T8 last week in uh, Jackson, Mississippi. But if that wasn't all enough, and I've given all my reasons over the last couple of weeks as to why I'm picking him, he went to UNLV and he lives in Vegas. And He's lived with his parents and with the money that he got from finishing third at the Fortinet, he bought his first home. <laughs> so you had talked about it at the start of the season that for these rookies, you know, they're they're making money and they're cashing these checks. Well, Taylor Montgomery has invested in property with his very first paycheck, which is just great. But He's a fantastic putter. He was fifth in putting last week in Jackson. He's second on the PGA Tour so far this season. And um, and, and, and Tita Green, his stats are great. Huge hitter. So I am no way backing off Taylor Montgomery. And uh, well, I found him at 40 to one, but as I said, the odds are getting slashed by the minute, but he's going to be my outright favorite this week. I like it. Uh, I like Taylor Montgomery. He, he, we were one of the first to start telling people about him and, and he's, he's he's doing it for us in the last two weeks yeah really really impressive so those are our outright favorites sung jm at 16 to 1 and taylor montgomery at 40 to 1 we're going to move on to ones to watch and um we're definitely watching a few guys this week for sure do you want me to go first yeah so I've got a story. <laughs> I feel like I've got a story for everyone this week. But, um, you teased it at the top of the show. I'm on a bit of a Canadian kick. Mackenzie Hughes 
just won at the Sanderson Farms, his first win since 2016. And he said that a real motivating factor for him was being snubbed from the President's Cup team. So he had a wee bit of a chip on his shoulder, I guess, which is great. And I'm thinking that this fellow Canadian maybe feels the same. I don't think he was... I mean, he finished 63 in the FedEx Cup standings last year. So I don't think he was like a, a sure pick by any means and probably doesn't feel like he was snubbed. But I'm sure he feels a little bit disappointed that he he didn't play better to get in the team. And I'm thinking he'll be motivated by Mackenzie Hughes, but I'm going with Adam Hadwin. So he's he, he played well last season. He had a really, really good stretch of golf in the middle of the season. He plays great in the desert. He plays yeah. great on Palm Springs. He's a good yeah. desert player. And has played great here, finished T6 last year and T4 in 2019. So, you know, somebody who has decent form, as you say, a great desert track record, inspired by his Canadian buddy who won last week and really good course history here. So at 80 to 1, I'm going with Adam Hadwin. I like it. I'm not sure how motivated you can be to be on the President's Cup when you lose every year and he's not going to get a chance to do it for another two years. But, okay, that was a little bit of a stretch. But, okay. The definition of this category is one to watch. This is not my person that I'm going to pick this week, but this is something that I'm watching, Diane. And uh, this man used to work with Butch Harmon, went away from Butch Harmon, had a ton of success, went down the tubes. Where did he go? He was lost in space. Now he's gone back to Butch Harmon. Of course, I'm talking about the man who plays in Orange on Sunday, Ricky Fowler, went back to Butch Harmon, had a good start with the uh, by getting back together at the Fort tonight. I'm sure he's out in Vegas early practicing with Butch. Will this be a return, Diane? What's his odds? Just like 60 to 1 or something? Yeah, 66 to 1, I found him up. Could Ricky Fowler do something this week? I'll let you answer that in a second. But the one that I'm really watching this week, Diane, this week is Matthew Neesmith. He's my, I've had lunch with him and talked to him and I've been told and I've watched it with my own eyes that this guy is one of the best strikers on the tour as far as the iron game is concerned. Gets a little bit off his game, putting, driving all over the show. He's a little bit of a, you know, free spirit. But when he gets honed in, like he did last week in Sanderson, nine birdies on Sunday, I am on riding this wave because this is the kind of player he is. I mean, I've seen guys on tour, Diane, that get hot in my day. They play good for six, seven weeks a year, and that's it. The rest of the time, they're kind of all over the show. Patrick Patton Kazai is a little bit like that, one of our secret golf contributors. But when Lee Smith gets going and starts hitting the ball straight, like he, like he does and can, like he is right now, I'm jumping on board. So that's who I'm watching this week. Yeah, the cool thing about him is he's played this tournament three times before and in those three events finished T8, T14 and T18. So those are really good finishes, especially obviously one being a top 10. So I like it. Good momentum as well. He had a fantastic Sunday. That was brilliant for him. Um, okay, cool. So you're going with Matthew Neesmith, who is 80 to 1. And I'm taking same odds, actually, for Adam Hadwin. So those are our ones to watch. And then we move on to our dark horse picks. So the guys with the really high odds. And remember, this was our Martin Laird category at 250 to 1 when he won in 2020. Um, I'll let you go first. My guy is not 250 to 1. But Well, I think I've got my guy. I think you told me uh, is 100 to 1 this week. But when we talk about 
our dark horses, we believe in our hearts that these guys actually can win the event, just like a Martin Laird did. I'm going to talk about a young man. You would have heard of his name. Of course, you have, but um, strong player, went to USC, was held the number one ranking for amateur in the world for a, 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 almost a whole year, played in this tournament when he first turned pro, Diane, and finished tie eighth. Of course, this, this is Justin Sue we're talking about, went to USC, won the Tour Championship, came out of the graduating class onto the Tour this year, number one, hasn't done anything in the last two events yet. However, he lives in Vegas. And there would be nothing better than for him to get back to where he came from and what he's doing and get refocused. And this is the week right here, Diane, 100 to 1. He's going to do it on the Tour. He is. This guy's Everyone is talking about Justin Sue and how good he plays in this matter of time, whether he turns into another Wills Alatoris. This is it this week. I love it. Um, yeah, fantastic pick. And, you know, we talk about the conditions in Vegas are a little bit different with the elevation. And I know the wind isn't going to be so much of a factor this week, but the conditions will change from morning to afternoon. And as you say, Justin Sue lives in Vegas. He's used to it. So, um, and will be disappointed with how he's played over the last two weeks. So he'll have friends and family out with him, I'm sure. And um, I like it. A hundred to one for him. That's well, a good, that's big odds on that guy. I was surprised because his odds are really shot up after him, you know, missing two cuts in a row. He was re-ranked on our, he was number one, our re-ranked player going into four tonight. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And now we got him three weeks later at a hundred to one. It's got to, it's got to be, it's got to be the best value pick we've had in a while mm -hmm, i think so right well um i'm going with another canadian this was not planned <laughs> but um hey that's the way that we're rolling the dice this week in vegas nick yeah, yeah. taylor at 130 to 1 right and i've got all my reasoning you know me i looked at the martin laird win in 2020 and the model of how he got it done pretty much and Solid tee to green, excellent approach stats. And you don't have to be a phenomenal putter. We talked about the fact that these are our big greens and Martin Laird, even though I picked him because I knew he'd been working so hard on his putting, he, he was, I think, uh, top third, like 27th or something in putting that week. So I took that model and was like, oh, who am I gonna look at for this week? And Nick Taylor is the guy that popped out. So he's number eight for tee to green stats this season. He's 22nd in approach. So those are pretty good numbers. But what I really love is he finished T6 at the Fortinet and T19 last week. So that's some good form from Nick Taylor right now. So at 130 to one, I'm thinking it could be a great week for him. And I've got, I've got one more thing, actually, um, which I just thought of right now. Nick Taylor and Martin Laird have the same coach. And I know that because it's also my brother's coach. <laughs> so. Well, I was going to pick your brother because he's playing good. I texted, I texted with him yesterday, had a solid week, and uh, he, he loves this place. He's a straight hitter. He's, you know, your brother was in the top five in greens. And, hey, the whole year, we are almost like, oh, I can't pick Russell again because he's your brother. But Russell Knox, he's not, he would be a one to watch. He's, what's his odds this week? Or maybe not. He's 80 to one. Um, but I, I'm going to pick him this week somewhere <laughs> um, because he loves his course. He's finished third here before. And we've been, he changed his putter, right? He's where, where are we up on the saga of the long putter? Where, where, right. where, 
So so he has gone to a long putter. um, But you're going to love this story, actually, because he said that he, the first few weeks of using it, he didn't feel 100% comfortable with that kind of like pendulum swing. So he cut it down with him himself. He got a little saw from Ace Hardware or Home Depot or whatever, and he cut down the putter himself. And he said that he just came up with his own grip. Like he, he started playing around and he's come up with this grip that he doesn't even know if it even exists or if anyone else has ever done it before, but he feels really comfortable. And for the first time ever, his putting stats are really good. <laughs> so <laughs> I got to tune in. I got to tune in. I got to find out. I got to get him to take a picture of how he's gripping it. Now that you've told me this story. He's, and what he said to me is he's never, ever in his whole career been so excited about his putting. So to me, I was like, wow. And I looked at his stats last week because that's what I do as his weirdo obsessed sister. But he, um, his off the tee stats were really off last week. But man, you, that's always been the strength of his game. And he, he knows when there's something off and he can fix it really quickly. So I know that he's going to really be working on that at the start of the week to get it right, to go play a course he loves. So... So I'm moving him into my ones to watch as well with Ricky Fowler and Matthew Neesmith. Okay, you've got three. <laughs> three picks. Um, three picks. Yeah, I mean, it's good. I um, This is, we love this week. Um, but obviously, we'll look at those long shots. I'm going with Nick Taylor at 130 to 1. And you have Justin Sue at 100 to 1. So there we go. We also have Live Golf happening this week in Bangkok. So we'll have a look to see how the week unfolds. We'll maybe jump back on and, and we'll talk about that. But, um, you know, there's a lot of buzz around this tournament. A lot of the guys are really excited to get over there and play. I was texting with uh, Pat Perez's caddy, uh, Michael Hartford, this morning. He texted me from Bangkok, said, Elk, this golf course, I've never seen a golf course in this good a condition. It's very long, bomber's paradise. He, he said you could literally putt on the tee boxes. He says so pure. So I guess they've had this course shut down for quite a while. Looking forward to seeing what that's all about. Uh, always looking to see a great course overseas and see part of the part of the world I've never seen before. Yeah, and then talking of overseas, next week on the PGA Tour, it's the Zozo Championship that's heading back to Japan. So that'll be great for us to talk about, and, um, and we'll really dive into that. But this week, Vegas for the Shriners Children's Open, and um, yeah, good luck with all of our picks, and good luck with your picks too. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.